Welcome to this week's edition of Coach Prep. Coach Don and I are here in the Cherokee Batting Range podcast studio getting ready to record episode number 71. We're going to talk about taking one for the team, Don. Ouch, ouch. Yeah, we'll talk about the do's and don'ts of hit by pitch and some of the things that kids need to be aware of. So before we do that, let's talk about Cleat It Up. Cleat It Up FP is the communication tool we want you to use. It's an app for your phone. Solves all your communication challenges within your team and within your organization. Go to cleatitup.com. Also, Nexair. Nexair is a Memphis-based industrial gas, medical gas, research gas, welding supply, and safety PPE supplier. With strategically placed retail locations, sales branches, and distribution centers throughout the southeast, Nexair is never too far away. They maintain centralized product warehouses to serve you better and be more reliable. Through our services, you can receive the products you need when you need them. Our fleet of trucks will get you the gas you need when you need it. If you're interested in any Nexair product or service or just want to talk through your options, please get in touch. Our customer care team at 888-639-2474 will help you find the branch or outside sales rep in your area. Please reach out to Nexair. They'll take care of all your needs. And let's talk about Patreon, patreon.com slash everythingfastpitch. Uh, We would love it if you can support us to become a patron. We're doing some things uh, for our patrons with a coaching clinic that we're going to be doing on Sunday, February 14th. It's also available to all our listeners for a fee. But if you're a patron, we're trying to grow. You get to do it for free. Um, If you want to do the uh, Zoom coaches clinic on Sunday, February 14th, 7 p.m., that would be $20 per person. Um, But uh, again, free for our patrons. So check out patreon.com. If you can afford to be a patron, we would love the support. Coach Don and I are trying to do a lot of things to keep everything fast pitch and coach prep growing and free. We're lucky enough that we've got a good group of uh, patrons that are supporting us. But if you would uh, uh, like to and you're in a position where you can, we would really appreciate the support. Now, there's three different levels. Coach Don and I really do appreciate your help. So, Don, getting hit by a pitch, taking one for the team, the do's and the don'ts. we got to weigh out how much it hurts and how much it helps, right? Right. Well, and, and, you know, the whole idea of, uh, you know, getting hit by a pitch is kind of counterintuitive. The idea of allowing yourself to be hit by something, moving at a high rate of speed. And the pain that's just, involved. Yeah, it just doesn't make sense on a lot of levels. I think that the, the challenge now is that there's a time and a place where the idea of getting on base, no matter what it takes, is kind of a positive team strategy and a positive team attitude. You know, a couple of years ago, Florida, University of Florida was world famous because they led the free world in um, getting hit by pitches. Set one of our records, maybe. That might be one of those that we'll have to check. And one of the things that has changed, of course, is now with the different protective equipment that players are wearing, the idea of getting hit in certain places is a little bit less daunting, a little bit less scary than it used to be. I guess the first question is, at what point in time do we cross that bridge where the idea of getting on base, no matter what it takes to get on base, is, is, is acceptable strategy? And when is it or, or is it okay for us to expect players to wear one for the team just to help the team? No, I think it's interesting for sure. We've got uh, the situation where the young ones are just so deathly afraid of getting hit because it's going to hurt that that actually affects their performance at the plate yep. really drastically. Well, so the do's and the don'ts, just to make sure now, for sure in the college game, and I think that this is pretty much universal across the game of fast pitch now, um, we've gotten rid of the the hitter has to get out of the way or the hitter has to try to avoid the ball. Make an attempt idea, to. Kind of cross the bridge. And the college game basically is a pretty simple guideline. If the ball's in the batter's box 
and it hits the hitter, they, the hitter has hold, no obligation to ground. do anything to get yeah. out of the way. Yeah. If the ball is outside the batter's box, out over the plate, and a hitter gets hit with it, then it's the umpire's judgment to determine whether or not it's a, a dead ball and, and potentially a strike or, so or not. Many years ago, it used to be that you had to make an attempt to right. try not to be hit by that pitch. Yeah, no matter where it was. It if, it was if, yeah. it, if it was going to hit you square in the batter's box, you still were obligated to try to At move. At least try. And, and they got rid of that rule because I think it, it became pretty hard to enforce. You know, you can't really judge somebody's intent or how hard they're trying or if they're trying. It happens so fast. Yeah. Yeah. And, and in, in our game, you know, when that ball's on you so quickly, sometimes I think Almost you might not want to get hit, but you just can't help yourself. In and so, shock. And yeah. so basically the, the umpire does have some discretion on the rule, but it's more about whether they think it's a pitch that would be in the strike zone or a pitch that's, you know, in the batter's box. And that gray area kind of in between where it might be in the river, it might be a pitch that would not be a strike, but it's still a pitch that the hitter is outside the batter's box when they get hit by it. That's the first thing we wanted to make sure that everybody's on board with that. The, the hitter is not obligated to get out of the way. There's no, there's no penalty for them getting hit by a pitch in the batter's box if they you know, just they stay don't there and move. take it. The other part of that is one of the things that became the, I guess, the move a few years ago there was a stretch where you know and and florida led the nation in getting hit by pitches where hitters were not necessarily well they were definitely not trying to get out of the way of pitches that were inside and in some cases they were purposely trying to get hit turning into that turning into it you know wearing the uh elbow guards or the shin guards or the knee guards or whatever it was kind of reaching into the, the that gray area between home plate and the batter's box, trying to get hit by pitches that might otherwise not have hit them. No, and you had talked about, uh, you know, the protective coverings and things like that, and that's usually for your joints and your hands and wrists and things like that. Right. But um, they also, too, figured out that, or they're old enough, that if you get hit in, in the muscle or in the, the meat, that it doesn't really affect you that much it doesn't hurt yeah. well it still hurts but it's not yeah. it's not it's not gonna it's not gonna <laughs> probably ruin your ruin your week right um, but so thinking about it so first off is uh, making sure that our kids understand the rule that they don't have to get out of the way if it's in the batter's box and it's going to hit them they can get hit and take the base now the strategy aspect of it is when do i want my team to take it try to avoid it you know i think that that's a really sticky question you know, at the highest level, if you're playing college softball and, and your goal is winning every game, then getting on base is a pretty high priority. And, and having players that want to win badly enough that they're willing to get hit, to wear one for the team, to take one for the team, to get on base, I think that at that, that level, it's a fairly reasonable expectation and something that you're going to see more often than not. Uh, to the point, I think, where with some teams... Um, it's definitely like a badge of honor if you get hit by a pitch, and it would be definitely like a scarlet letter kind of thing if you got out of the way of one that would hit you. <laughs> right. And so, but but now that's at the college level, you know, high level softball where where you're playing, and and every game that you play is is a game that you're supposed to be winning. Now, if we're talking about younger players, I was going to say the only out on that is down at your feet because if you get hit in the ankle or something like that, that's pretty tough. Yeah, but I think a if little, you're if, little if, skipper if, a jump. If, if you're watching ESPN <laughs> college softball this spring and you see a college player move out of the way of a ball that would hit them in the batter's box, I think that you're going to be right surprised to see it, and and I think you would uh, be hearing a lot of. Uh, 
you know, it might be friendly ribbing from Oohs the and teammates, and but it would be a whole lot more of like, you're supposed to wear that, take one for the team kind of stuff going on. Right. So, but so let's talk about the younger kids. Cause I think yep. your point about, you know, especially the youngest players when they first start playing, you know, the hitters are scared to death that they're going to get hit. And honestly, the pitchers are scared to death they're going to hit somebody. Absolutely. In the most times, they're they're deathly afraid, so they're trying to throw outside, but it happens. Right. You know? And so would I teach an 8-year-old or, or have a, a – if I was coaching an 8-and-under team or a 10-and-under team or that entry-level um, you know, rec league team uh, that, uh, that our philosophy is to, you know, to take one for the team, to wear one, I would say no. Right. Because – for those younger players, the fear and the the benefit of getting a base by getting hit by a pitch versus the potential damage that could be done, not just necessarily injury wise, but emotionally, mentally, you know, all of a sudden they're afraid of the ball, they're afraid mindset. of you know of an inside pitch, they're diving away from the ball. So to me, you know, I think with those younger players, I would let their natural instinct of self preservation and trying to get away from the ball take over. I would not have any kind of uh, predetermined team strategy or something like that where I would expect a younger player to, to allow themselves to be hit on purpose. So what I think happens too, though, is once they have been hit, then it's kind of a, a predetermined des- destiny that, hey, they're going to hit me again. Right. So then it's tough to keep them in the batter's box to a point where they're going to be productive in there. And, and that's the challenging part and the scary part. So when a game's played and nobody gets hit, I like for uh, them to recognize, hey, nobody got hit today. It was a good day. The pitchers were in the strike zone. And, you know, and then keep reemphasizing that, hey, the pitchers are getting better. They're all in the strike zone. Hey, nobody got hit again. You know, that right. type of thing after the fact, after it's all said and yeah. done. So that they start recognizing that, hey, it doesn't happen all the time. Right. And, now, the one and thing the pitchers I would, do get better. Yeah. And the one yeah. thing I would say, though, with those younger players is not as a strategy to increase the likelihood that we're going to get hit but as a strategy to help them have a little bit more confidence, I think it's a good idea to practice like escape skills. Sure. Like how to turn your back to the ball instead of your face to the ball. People, as they get older, teach that as a way to increase the likelihood that you could get hit by a pit. But I think the idea of um, if, if that pitch is coming inside, the idea of turning my body so that it would hit me in the, in the backside or in the back is a whole lot better than me freezing and all of a sudden you know, facing the ball or getting hit in the chest. Uh, getting hit in the heart, getting hit in the face, because I don't have the escape skills to defend myself. And so, you know, working on that most basic, you know, fundamental idea of turning your back. Now, I wouldn't do that with real balls, but I would start off doing it with some softies or some light flight balls, balls or, or wiffle or, balls. Yeah. And so just so that when kids see that inside pitch coming in, they have an idea of how to protect themselves. The second thing is even with the youngest players, you know, the whole Evo Shield idea of the elbow guard and, and the different uh, parts of your body that you can protect with the armor, I think is a good idea. Yeah. So now I'm going to throw one one uh, Evo Shield point of uh, discussion out there, though. Okay. Because this is one of my things that I'm not sure I understand. We wear Evo Shields when we hit. Right. When we get a hit and we hit a double, we run all the way to second base and our Evo Shield stays on, Correct. Most times, I would say, yeah. So why is it when we get to first base or second base or third base, we have to call time out to take our Evo shield off? Is it going to now start <laughs> slowing us down? I don't Maybe it's just not as easy to discard it when we're at second. Yeah, well, so my, my, my thought is if your kids are wearing Evo shield or whatever that protective uh, gear would be, but if it's not some big giant contraption that's going to really affect them, let them just keep the thing on until they get to the dugout. <laughs> 
because I'm tired of the timeout. We, we ran they, from home to first is yeah, your point. You yeah, can, they, they, they yeah. sprinted home to first just fine just and fine. didn't slow them down. They can sprint from first to second or first to third, and it's not going to slow them down. And it cuts down on the, we have to call timeout to hand my Evo shield to the coach. Then the coach has got to wander over and, and give it to somebody it. in the dugout. You probably see it on TV. And then right? somebody in the dugout's got to misplace it, so the next time the hitter comes up, she can't mm-hmm. find her Evo shield. So let's just let her keep it on until she gets to the dugout, and then she can put it where it belongs. But anyhow, I digress. No, no problem. So so let's wear the equipment to protect ourselves to make sure that we're as safe as we can be. Let's teach the younger kids the escape skills so that they're less likely to get hit someplace that's going to really hurt them. Okay, yeah. So here's here's another one. You know, sometimes when we're training, Tori, we'll work on bunting, and I'll have uh, the younger students will be squared up to bunt. I throw little foam balls because we can throw curveballs, drop balls, rise balls, stuff at them. And, and when they do, and when they miss one and it happens to hit them, they're like, oh, I get my base. The other part of the rules. So yeah. if I get hit by a pitch when I'm swinging, is it a hit by or, pitch? Or attempting to bunt. Or, or bunting. Mm-hmm. Is it a hit by pitch? Or is it a dead ball? Right. So, so they're again, thinking, I got hit. I deserve right. first base. I so, took it. So if, if, I, if I am attempting to swing and the ball hits me while I'm swinging, it is a swing. It's not a hit by pitch. So you got to stay there. You got to do so, it. Right. right. So you so you got the the worst of both worlds. You got a strike, <laughs> a strike and, and you, you got, got hit, hit by a pitch that didn't uh, get you first base. Ouch. If I'm bunting and I square to bunt and I make an attempt to bunt the ball. And I get hit. And I get hit. It's a strike. It's a dead ball. And again, the worst of both worlds. But now if I square so, to... Because it can only be one is what I tell right. them. And it was a strike before it was a hit by pitch. Right. But now if I square to bunt and I pull the bat back and the bat ball comes inside and hits me... And try to get out of the way. Or even this if is, I don't try to get out of the way, if I don't attempt to bunt it and I get hit, then it would be a hit by pitch and you would get first base. At that point, you're probably trying to get out of the way. I'm right. Guessing, yeah. Yeah. Because you, you yeah. don't, don't want to get hit in the face with right. it or whatever. But anyhow. So we want to make sure that we are, you know, help the kids understand the rules. And then the other one is if... Um, the ball hits you in the hand. The hand is not part of the bat, people. Can we stop saying that? <laughs> well, we've heard it forever. Yeah, but it's been wrong forever. Okay, <laughs> your, your hand is your hand and the bat is the bat. Now, if you are swinging and the ball hits your hand, now it's the triple of all bad things because it's a strike. It hits you and you don't get first base, and it hits you someplace that might be the most painful place you can possibly get hit. Easiest to damage. With a, with a pitch. So if I'm swinging and it hits me, it's a strike. If I'm swinging and it hits me in the hands, it's a strike. If it hits me in the hands, it goes fair. It's a fair ball. There you go. Okay. Um, so we just want to try to get all those different possibilities so out of the way. It, just because it hits you in the hand doesn't mean you don't run. Right. Yeah. And so so anyhow, but uh, um, the idea that uh, making sure that the kids understand all those things, and we've talked about all those things, work on all those things in practice, definitely for the younger kids, we're going to teach them how to get away. We're going to teach them the rules. We're going to teach them how to defend themselves so that hopefully they don't get hit. Eventually, they're going to cross the bridge where they're going to have to decide to, for themselves, is my team winning? important enough for me to get hit by a pitch to get to first base. And that's going to happen for every player at some point in time if they keep playing this game, whether it's when they get to the high school team or the upper-level travel ball team or the really, really committed to winning rec league coach. You know, that's, you know We're going to get to that point where every kid's going to have to decide, okay, is, is getting first base valuable enough to me to potentially get a bruise or a, an injury? So we had uh, a situation where the one of our younger teams was going to be working on bunting, and some of the moms thought it might be good to put them all in bubble wrap. 
For for some of our younger groups, maybe we should tell them what Evo Shield is and what it's yeah. all about. Well, yeah, Evo Shield is just one of those products that's out there that is basically a hard shell protective piece of equipment. And most kids wear them on the elbow, as the uh, elbow is that leading part of your body that's likely Closest to get to hit by and... a pitch um, and really likely to hurt like crazy or potentially get injured badly if we get hit. So a lot of kids wear them on the elbows. Some kids wear them on the forearms. Some kids have different versions that they wear on, like uh, their ankles and shins to protect them if, uh, like foul on a foul ball. ball. So Evo Shield is a protective... Uh, and they're lightweight. Yeah, they're and, comfortable. And they're, for they're, most, they're a really yeah. cool tool and something that I think kids should be investing in to, to try to avoid the injury. Um, and then, of course, when they cross that bridge of getting hit is valuable and it gets me on base and it helps my team win... If they can arrange to get hit on the Evo Shield, it doesn't hurt. Even more so, right? Yeah. But so wearing one for the team, taking one for the team, the do's and the don'ts. You know, again, I, I'm not going to tell you that you should be telling your eight-year-old kid to try to get hit by every single pitch so she can get to first base. You know, that that to me seems a little bit out there, a little bit on the extreme edge. Um, but I do understand that you're going to get to a point where getting on base has value, and at some point in every player's career, they're going to decide either I want to get on base. And it's worth it to me to get on base any way I can. If that means I get bruised or banged or, or nicked, that's what I'm going to do to get there. And, and we'll just have to cross that bridge as each team and each player gets there. So we've got one more for you, Tori. Again, uh, you know, with the young ones, a lot of times the coaching is uh, challenging when we face pitchers that uh, are a little bit wild. And even more so if they're throwing harder than the kids are used to seeing. When they are wild and they do hit a few of our players, even in a row, and we know that the pitchers aren't trying to hurt anybody, but what's our what what do you think a good message you know to our our next at bat well, before I, she digs in after yeah. the the first two or three got hit? Yeah, well, you know that whole, that whole thing for a pitcher being effectively wild. Right. Um, a girl that pitched for me when I was coaching at Tennessee Tech one day, we were playing in a game. She hit the first three hitters, right, and then finally figured it out and didn't come close to hitting anybody. But they were they had it so planted in there because she was a hard thrower. I mean, she threw yeah. the ball hard. She had planted that seed of doubt in their minds. I think for the whole rest of the game, the hitters were basically running away, heels. you know, trying to get as far away from the from the idea of getting hit by a pitch as they possibly could. But yeah, so she hit the first three, then got a couple of strikeouts and a pop up, and got out of the inning. I was going to say that outside part of the plate was pretty effective yeah. the rest of the day. Huh? So, so what would I tell a hitter if 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 they're watching a teammate get hit? is to you know do the best they can to put that out of their mind to get up in there and get ready to hit. But the one thing that I've seen, especially at some of the younger ages kind of coming back to the idea of what's the appropriate tool at the appropriate time. With protocol yeah. there. Uh, I've seen some eight and under teams where the coaches basically want the hitter to stand right on top of home plate to get as close to home plate as they possibly can to either A, get hit by a pitch so they can get on base. Or be able to protect the outside part of the plate. Or, or to screw up the pitcher so much that she can't pitch. And, and, and often and, they're and, trying to throw outside because they don't want to hit you. Right. And so all of a sudden, you know, they're they're either throwing a fatty that the kids can hit or they're throwing them so far outside that they all get walked. Again, I'm, I'm not that sure that winning an eight and under softball game is important enough that I would want a kid to, you know, to have that kind of strategy, but, you know, to each their own. So, but I think at the younger ages, my, my philosophy, as I said before, is really simple. I think it's okay for them to defend themselves and to get out of the way. Um, but I think we need to plant the seed for all of them that at some point in time, as they move their way up the game and uh, up the ladder, that they're going to play on a high school team or a college team or a travel ball team or, or whatever it might be, where the expectation is that whatever it takes, and yep. just to kind of be prepared for it. And if we're going to be in that situation, 
the whatever it takes situation. We want to definitely have the defense mechanisms built in. We want to know how to protect ourselves so we get hit where we want to get hit. We want to have as much protective equipment as we can so that if we get hit or when we get hit, because we're going to, that when we get hit, we're protecting the vital parts of our body that, you know, that injury could really result from getting hit by a pitch. This is just one of those things we all got to experience. We all got to work through. And, you know, when we do get hit, it's like, eh, I got a bruise, but no big deal, right? Make light of it if we can. Yeah. yeah. You know, the, uh, well, how's that line go about you tax- injury, injury, injuries and... heal and, and glory lasts forever? Right. There you go. Well, we'll have to think about how glorious that glory is, right? <laughs> so, coaches, there's something for you to think about. Uh, that's going to wrap up episode number 71 for uh, Coach Prep. Coach Don and I are here in the Cherokee Batting Range Podcast Studio. Please check out our sponsors, Clean It Up FP, Next Air, and Patreon.com slash Everything Fast Pitch. So for Coach Don, this is Coach Tori and our producer, Stan Lewis. Thanks for listening to number 71, and we'll talk to you again next week. Yeah.